Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsAheat.com, and we are back for another podcast episode. Yesterday night was an interesting night, especially because it's the NBA Finals, but because of what happened in that game free of the NBA Finals between the Bucks and the Suns, one of the most disappointing outcomes have happened, and we're going to talk about that and the severity of it, because this is much more than statistics. This is much more than a win or loss record. This is much more than a um, than an elimination game. We're going to break that all down. But first, we're going to talk about breaking news, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about social media getting out of the way, talking about the shop, what that's been going on, and so much more. First of all, before I jump into anything else. I know I I mentioned this last week. I want to say two podcast episodes ago. Friday, maybe? I I can't remember. Because the reason why, if you did not watch our previous one last night on um, just about me covering Game Free, me getting back in swing of it, I was out uh, with the uh, the flu and whatnot. I was out with the illness, so I was not able to talk or anything like that. Without me coughing or sneezing. So it was like one of those things like. Yeah I had to get through without doing anything. Courtsofheat.com related right. So it was like tough. But. I will say the one thing we have been able to make strides on. Is the Phoenix Suns ebook I am coming out with. This is going to be one of the greatest ebooks that you'll ever see. On Kindle on. On whatever on whatever stream platform you have, whatever platform you have for ebooks, we're gonna have it there because this book, in full detail, talks about the twenty eighteen cents, twenty nineteen cents, twenty twenty cents, their playoff journey, their rise through defeat, their um point guard. Like when we break this down. We go position by position. We talk about the pandemic and what that took a toll on the NBA as a whole uh, for the Suns in the NBA bubble, how they've been able to improve, expand the importance of point guard, meaning we talk about why you need a point guard. We talk about why you could not have Isaiah Cannon. As a point guard, we talk about why it's important to have a good supporting cast. We talk about the 2018 draft and what people wanted to see from that, um, see from there, and all the controversy that surrounded there. We go into in depth on each playoff experience up until the NBA Finals, and we just keep on writing and creating. This is a whole, whole, whole. Reviewed. This goes deeper. This is a deep dive on seeing how this Phoenix Suns were going from a laughing stock to one of the best NBA teams that the NBA has seen post Nash and Stoudemire, post all the craziness we had. We go from it's incredible if you think about it, the Phoenix Suns right now. And if you've not got, if you have not caught on yet, I am a Phoenix Suns fan. I ride and die by them. I've seen the more bitter, sweet parts of our franchise in the past few years, before twenty eighteen. Right, 
So when I'm looking at this stuff, it's like, wow, how far the Phoenix Suns have grown as a franchise. Ownership. Um, our general manager, our office, all the head coaches. It's crazy to see that Devin Booker had about five head coaches in his entire career so far, and that includes Monty Williams. We go through deep dive because we want to cover everything. There, there is not one fact out there. We give you our take. We give you everything from different sources and whatnot. This is going to be one of the most explanatory, broken down uh, reads that you ever read because this is very crucial. This is very important. And this book is set to release within the next few weeks because this pretty much explains who the Phoenix Suns are, their journey, their journey beyond the NBA Finals, how they've been able to conquer COVID, conquer injuries, conquer everything that happened in 2020, 2020, 2019, 2018, and even a little beforehand. We talk about it all, and it's all within this book. And you should not miss out because this is very detailed. This is a very unique book that, and you can look this on yourself, especially on Amazon.com. You can look this on Amazon for our care. We are the only book in the um, department of basketball right that has this kind of format this kind of setup that takes you through the years the good bad and the ugly no other offer nor publisher of any kind has ever came up with this unique of a book or any format or any idea on any team this is something that even if you're a fan or not the phoenix Suns or you're getting into basketball this will get you hyped this will get you going. This will get you more knowledge, more power within the organization. This is something that is is a must read and will keep you posted every single day. As we are excited to continue writing this, I'm excited about how I'm writing this. I'm excited about the information I'm gathering from tens of hundreds of sources that we're reading to make sure we are getting the correct information because I'm going off of memory. I'm going off of what I read each and every uh, each day. I'm going off of sources that I get my statistics from, my facts from, my information in general from because every single piece that we provide is just mind-blowing and should really be put into understanding of just how bad the Phoenix Suns were, and how superb we are now. So we'll keep you guys updated. I wanted to talk about that. I'll continue to talk about it because I think it's something important. And we're going to have it on our store and all these different platforms and companies. Another thing I want to another thing I want to discuss, address, is social media. Look, social media has taken... This generation in the past by storm. Who remembers when Twitter was created? It was like, yay. Who like it was like a new form when Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, um, WhatsApp, um, you can even throw TikTok into the mix of it. 
things are evolving and social media has come a new form of communicating, has become a new form of sharing what you know, sharing what you think is unique, what would be cool to post, uh, posting about your life, posting about a funny picture you see, posting about anything, right? So that's why Corte Heat is on all these different platforms and more because we want to connect with you. We want to share what we know. We want to say, uh, we want to show you the wonders of basketball in condensed form where you don't have to go searching for hours just for a piece of information. That's why we're on twitter.com slash courtside heat, instagram.com slash courtside heat, NBA. I'll repeat that. The only um, social media handle with NBA in it. That is Instagram.com slash courtside heat NBA. Facebook.com slash courtside heat. Rumble.com slash courtside heat. Dailymotion.com slash courtside heat. Um, YouTube.com slash courtside heat. If that does not work, go into your YouTube on the mobile or desktop and type in courtside heat. Three uh, uh, separate words, and you'll be able to find us. Even if you, even if you do one word, you'll still be able to find us. But yeah, um, linktree dot com slash courtside heat. I I know I know I'm not missing it. Oh yeah, tomboy dot com slash courtside heat. We have tons I I even forget about. Right, it's just like we have so many. But here's what I always love about that. And I was going, I know I was going very slow on those handles, but I had to make sure I was recalling majority of them. Um, this is pretty self-explanatory because this is how you're listening to our podcast episode. But remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Rumble, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts has become very popular. Same with iTunes. People on Spotify, get us a listen. Uh, subscribe to us. We love to know that you're listening because this is very important as we're trying to grow within Spotify platform, within these different platforms. So please um, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the follow button. Truly appreciate it as we just keep on growing. And many, many of you guys have been true to the cause. And even you new, um, even you new uh, followers, new listeners, we appreciate you guys. We happy. We are happy you guys have tuned in. We are happy that you guys are now listening to our podcast because we are coming out of one every single day and you do not want to miss it. And if you want to find all of our social media, everything like that, I highly recommend you go to Google and you type in Quartz Heat, one word, Quartz Heat, one word, um, and that will bring up QuartzHeat.com, our main website, store, which is our Mercari store, where you could just go through the Mercari app and type us in, or you could just look up PSA 9 Jason Tatum card, which is trending right now uh, for our store and whatnot, because you get all the great deals and whatnot, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. Don't want to get off track. I do that a lot. Trust me when I say that. You can find all of our social media. You can find everything that you need to get going and to find us successfully. Talking about the store, we cannot 
we cannot forget about the store. That is where memorabilia comes in. That's where um, collectors get their stuff because you want to collect the Devin Booker cards, the Lob City, um, LA Clipper cards featuring Blake Griffin, Chris Paul individually and together. You want to collect an old 1996 and 97 starting lineups. 98, we have the Shaq ones. We have the Michael Jordan ones. We have the John Stockton ones, the Grant Hill ones. We have all of these famous college and NBA and pro NBA players from the starting lineups, right? We have unique cards from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and even now. We just keep on going. We have Funko Pops. We're always moving in now. We're always adding. We always add more on the Macari, and then we transition over to our regular store on the website, which is quartercity.com slash store, because we always have all the goods. We have PSA 9 cards, like the Jason Cam card I was giving as an example earlier. And we just keep updating. We keep um, just going forward, getting new inventory. We have many rookie cards, like rookie Cameron Johnson cards. Cam Johnson, University of Pitt. Um, should be very excited about that card. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, the player, right? We have rookie DeAndre cards, actually two of them. We have rookie 90s cards. We have rookie David... Uh, David uh oh oh no 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 David Robinson cards we have we have Larry Bird cards we have Michael Jordan cards Michael Jordan cards from the NBA finals are selling out legit they are selling so fast within minutes within hours I can't even put them on the uh all my different stores because how fast they're selling I can't get them into the protective like cases and boxes because of how fast they're selling because when we get the inventory they sell, we had NBA lots, like card lots, uh, sell within minutes. We had a rookie lot that sold within two minutes. We had a Michael Jordan lot that had DVDs, books, uh, uh, Funko Pops, mini books, different... Um, Oh, I'm trying to see what else we had. But we had several items in there. Michael Jordan related with a Michael Jordan figure, I believe, that sold within uh, 24 to 48 hours. It was truly remarkable. And when they received it, they loved it so much that they gave us a five-star rating and everything. Five out of five, of course. And they said it was one of the best gifts ever. And they could not have been any more happy. And that was actually a Christmas gift, I believe, if I recall correctly. Because they ordered that around Thanksgiving, or actually on Thanksgiving, um, a few days after we posted it. So around Thanksgiving, they got it, and it was a gift for, I believe, their husband or their father. Don't quote me on that, but it was such a great gift. And everyone that buys a product from our store gets it secured, get it uh, uh, shipped nicely, Get to within a week or less. Sometimes we have it come within two days of where you're at. We had something be delivered in three days from Arizona to New Jersey. Incredible. So we're always moving. We're always making sure that you get your product as it is seen. Because these are sweet 
And these are exciting to have because you never know by having these pieces, you are collecting history. And these can be some of the coolest pieces within the next day, month, you name it. Because these guys are creating history. Devin Booker's creating history. Chris Paul is creating history now. All these guys in the past is creating history. We even have Kobe Bryant cards. Um, the late great Kobe Bryant. We have cards of him as he was inducted to the Hall of Fame a few weeks ago. Like about a month ago. Right? It's just cool to see. And we're always giving away cool deals. Retail me, retail me not we're on. And we're going to be giving away so many more coupons. So many more great deals. We're going to be on social media giving away deals as we are going to be going all out for Christmas, as we're going to be going all out for Thanksgiving, and we're just going to continue to pound it because we want to give you the best possible deals for the best possible outcome of getting low prices for great quality items. With with that being said, that is all I have. And that went real long. I do apologize for uh, about 17 minutes, give or take, of me just promoting whatnot, promoting uh, the future ebook, social media, store. But that is all necessary. That's how we grow. That's how we continue to be a huge, huge player in the sports world through social media, through ebooks and different things like that. But without further ado, let's stop talking about that. Let's get to the real reason why you guys are here about the breaking news section and the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. What we all want to see, what we all want to hear right now is what I'm going to be saying. And I'm going to be catching up from today and from um, Sunday. And that is... um. And that is that, uh, Jam- uh, I know I'm going to pronounce it so wrong. And I apologize to um, everyone right here. And if he's listening, uh, Jamal Mosley, J-A-M-A-H-L. Jamal um, Mosley. But Mosley agreed to a four-year deal to become their new head coach of the Orlando Magic. So Mosley... To a four-year deal to be the head coach of the Orlando Magic. The 42-year-old has a reputation in player development and ability to build relationships and hold players accountable. Which which was huge for the Orlando Magic. That's what the Magic wanted. That's what the Magic needed. They want to be able to hold players accountable. They want to be able to build sustainable Reliable, oh, oh my, I, can't, I cannot talk for the life of me today. I apologize. Relationships because they want to build that young core out. They want to build the guys that they're going to be drafting, building around, right? Try to get in free agency. So he's had tons of experience under Rick Carlisle and George Carl. He is, has an offensive philosophy. He is an offensive head coach. And he'll be the guy replacing Steve Clifford when they both mutually part ways with the team during the offseason. Well, their offseason, right? Uh, during the early stages of the postseason, like about first round, give or take, right? So Mosley will be replacing Clifford 
to be the new head coach of the Orlando Magic, and that is an awesome deal. The Magic have now committed to their new head coach as everyone's panning out their uh, front office and whatnot. And speaking about front office, Scott Brooks, former head coach for the Washington Wizards, will no longer be a head coach, but, but, with the Portland Trailblazers under Chauncey Billups, who's the new head coach, right? Discussed that a few weeks ago on the podcast. Will be finalizing a deal to be the top assistant of the Portland Trailblazers, of Chauncey Billups' head coach. Uh, uh, like, oh, what's the word? Like, uh, of his team, of his head coaching team. So you have all different. Um, yes, you have all different assistants. But the main assistant, the top one, the very top, excuse me, the very top one will be Scott Brooks. So he did go from a head coach position. He did go from a head coach position, but it's all right. At least he's still a top assistant. And when his deal's done, which is unknown currently, I do not know. I'm actually looking that up now because you never know that I may be able to find that because did they. I'm trying to see, because, not to be weird or anything, I'm just trying to see, no, we do not know, that the news broke on July 10th, which was about Saturday, so two days ago, but yeah, he's the former head coach, he's finally deal to become Chauncey Bob's top assistant coach, and yeah, he spent five seasons with the Wizards. As their head coach, and now he'll be downgraded. But maybe once his deal is done, or even during the deal, he'll get another shot to be an NBA head coach. I, me personally, I do not expect Scott Brooks, even though he was an okay, good-ish kind of head coach. I didn't expect to be another head coach. We had Chauncey Billups, Jason Kidd, the two main front runners of getting a head coaching job somewhere. Being the mix of everyone, then you had everyone else. I I didn't expect, uh, Scott Scott Brooks to get signed as a head coach to get hired. I saw him as like assistant coach for the upcoming season or two. Right, I I wasn't impressed by his time with the Wizards. I've already went off on Brooks. I've already explained my reasoning. I've went through statistics. I've went through. Just records in general. He he's not bad, just really poor, especially with the players that he had. Especially with the players he had has now or had now when he was with the team. It's just totally different now. And I hope for the future he can get a head coaching job. But currently right now he's gonna be a top assistant. And I'm not shocked. Nor my surprise that he went to the Blazers. I knew he was going to be a coach somewhere. But I knew he was not going to be a head coach. But I didn't know where or when he was going to be signed. But Saturday he was offered that deal. Uh, the years are not known yet. I was not made aware of the years yet. And and what I could find online, I couldn't find anything. So that's what I mean by being aware. Because I, I looked online. Maybe I missed him, but the years are not important right now. All I know is he's with the Portland Trailblazers. Congrats to him. Now, 
That was kind of short. I'm just going to be honest. That was like a really short breaking news. I get it we're in NBA Finals. I get it's going to pick up like an offseason. Like true offseason when all the teams are done. And we see um, free agents get signed. When Yeah, like when free agents get signed and there's big moves being made, little moves being made, and things are being noted more. Because theoretically, the NBA Finals should be ending within the uh, next two weeks. I'm actually getting a date on that now. Because I'm very curious. Yes, yeah, so it would actually be ending next Thursday, July 22nd, the day before the NBA draft. So yeah, we have 14th, 17th, 20th, and 22nd. Um, Ty, speaking about the NBA Finals, that is it from the breaking news side. I have nothing else. Um, so let's just jump right into the NBA Finals. That's pretty much the entire reason of this podcast episode this Monday morning. But I, I'm not in the greatest moods with this. I'm I'm surprised, but I'm not. That the Bucks won last night. So the Bucks last night won. 120 to 100 against the Phoenix Suns in Milwaukee's first game in their arena, having home court advantage. And might I say, Giannis had an impressive 38 minutes. He went off for 41 points and 13 rebounds, and he put himself with an elite class of just getting a 40 point, 10 rebound game. And he put himself in, in the ring like. With Jordan and LeBron and different players like that, like Kevin Durant, in the 30 and 10 and 40 and 10 uh, elite class, like in that record. So he was smashing some records. He was hitting some milestones, hitting some goals. Like I discussed on the special episode, on a special podcast episode I came out yesterday on Sunday afternoon, I talked about how the Bucks. We're going to catch that win. We're going to catch that fire through Middleton, through Holiday. And we can look at the statistics and we can say, well, Giannis did the most. Sure, he did the most, but wasn't impactful. And I'm not being I'm not being um, a jerk here. And it, re- it was, but Drew Holiday hit many good shots. So did Middleton. Those two players made a huge impact. On the Phoenix Suns. Not even kidding. Defensively the Suns just looked out of it. We could not get anything going for us. I'm not even kidding because. And I'm going to get to my uh, conspiracy. With Scott Foster. <laughs> I, got, I got something special for him. But we had about. Uh, 24 fouls to Milwaukee's 18, but they just shot better from the line, and we did 76%. We shot 29% from the three-point line, 9 of 31, and we shot 48% from the field, 40 of 83. Seven less shots than the box. That's just bad. That's bad, in my opinion, because here's the thing. We can say what we want about the Bucks, about how Mike Boonholzer is this and that. We can talk about who Giannis really is, who these core players really are. But truth be told, 
Should we be surprised with how this outcome is going? Look, we knew. We knew home t- home court advantage is real. That's why in the 2020 NBA playoffs, when they were going through the bubble, it really was not a factor. A, there was no fans, and B, there was no traveling. You just stayed in one arena, the Walt Disney Resort down in Orlando, Florida. So, with that being a factor, the Phoenix Suns picked up two impressive wins. But now it's the Bucks' turn. So should we be surprised that the core players of the Bucks are partying and just go to town on us in Game Three? Look, I said I wanted the Suns to win. I know the Suns are going to win Game Three, but I I also I also had some in the back of my skull. Like, look, this is the first time in Milwaukee. They're going to have a new um. New mentality, new energy, new motivation, new motives to play, right? Because the fans are going to pump right into them. And they proved they proved that. And that's why they won by 20. And we made it a great first quarter. But then they busted it wide open. They cracked it wide open in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Second quarter, they just busted it open to a 15-point lead. Then we got down to four points, and they stepped on the pedal one more time, and they put it up as so much as 20 po- 24 points. They had as much, I'm looking at the uh, team stats right now, they had much as uh, big of a lead as 25. RR just lead was six to their 25. Consider that. So only losing by 20 was... Uh, was a great thing. It was a blessing, right? Because it's like, it could have been way worse, but a, but a loss is a loss. And the thing is, is that I can say, we well, you know we lost by 20. It was a blowout. But was this the Milwaukee Bucks punch? Was it the punch? Was this their game punch? Was this their only game punch, or are they going to be a factor in game four? Because they could do what Phoenix did in the first two games. When they're set and go back to Phoenix. If that is the case, we're following the same rules that Milwaukee had against the um, against the Nets in some regards. Where they where the Bucks won their first two, Milwaukee was winning theirs. They're going back and forth. Then that uh pivotal game seven, that game changing game seven, we saw uh in the Barclays Center everything go up into uh by go up and fight for both teams. Like, this is going to... There's no more home court events. This is just what happened. Now, of course, you have to factor in injuries and whatnot. I'm not disregarding that. So, could that happen with the Suns? The Suns have never had a true, true series of seven. Meaning, they never had to go to a game seven like the box. And they could put a, a, a lot of wear and tear. Remember this. The, the Lakers series ended six. Nuggets series ended in four. Uh, Clippers series ended ended in six. I'm just saying, sure, you could say, okay, it was a game off of seven. Well, we can all say that, but it also comes with the added days of rest. So for the Bucks, they've been there, done that, and they've seen both sides of the coin where, so, well, we were this close to the nation, and they were once down 2 nothing. And while 2 nothing is a huge lead, I'm not minimizing it. I'm not minimizing it. But remember to this. 
There's a difference between Frio and Tua. And if you want it on their court or your court. Meaning, you got that with home team of a home court advantage. That's great. The Buck can do the same. They can do the same as they did just did in game three. So you have to be conscious of that as a team. You have to give them a punch because that box arena was loud. They were ready. Fans were pumped. People were going. And there was only like one uh, Phoenix Suns fan there that was all uh, by spray paint up, face paint, uh, gear on, like hat, clothing, different things like that. He was decked out Phoenix Suns merchandise and whatnot. But, but, all jokes aside from that, we have to remember something. What if this box were down once to nothing, but they also been up before, right? That's what I mean. So if I'm the Suns, you have to go in game four saying, okay, they're going to give us another punch. When's their punch going to be? Game three was second quarter. And then it just cracked open third and fourth. It just really went bad. Even like when the Suns gave their punch, it was very tiny and non-impacting. It was non-explosive. And their punch came with Cam Johnson caught on fire. I'll get to him in a minute. So if I'm the Bucks, I would say, look, we won a game. We won a game in Milwaukee. Great, but we need to win the second one because you can't be down 3-1. You can't go down 3-1 if you're in Milwaukee. Really, that's mentality. The Suns can say, you know what? We ha- we If we win in Milwaukee, great. If we don't, great. Because here's the saying. They're saying to themselves, we could get this done in five games or six or seven, right? That's, that, that's not the case you want to be. But if you don't win in Milwaukee, it's like, okay, we expect that. Home team should win their home court advantage. Home team should win. And it would not become serious until you go back to Phoenix and it's like, Okay, now Phoenix will be like, game five, we're in talking stick resort. If we don't win, then the Bucks will be a free two, but if we win, we'll be a free two. So then it's like, it kicks in different uh, gears. It goes into a different mentality. But game four, the Suns going to be proud. They're going to be prevalent there. They're going to be ready to pounce, for lack of a better phrase, because they're gonna they're gonna see that, but then they're not gonna be like it's like not gonna be like game five. Everything's tied two two, series tied two apiece. It's like oh boy, if we don't win, we don't win, we don't win. We're gonna be facing elimination. But now for the Bucks, they don't have that luxury. They don't have that granted peace. And that might sound weird, and I might be talking out of my butt a little bit, but what I mean is is that. The Suns have that luxury of not having to worry about um, game four like the Bucks, where they're not going to be facing elimination. They're just going to have a, a tied series. And I wouldn't want that for the uh, Suns. I would never want that for the Suns to have a tied series. I will always want them to be up one to two games, preferably two, but one's also good. So if I'm the Bucks, I have to come to a realization that we can't win. I mean, we can't lose game four. I mean, get yeah, game four. Because if we lose game four, we have a problem. And you always, and you're, either team, either side, you always want to win game one and game four. 
and the Phoenix Suns have already won. I've already gotten fifty percent of that job done. And in Milwaukee is gonna be is going to be stranded for answers if they don't win game four because it's so critical. So you can't go down three one to a team. You're not LeBron and the Cavs. I'm just saying, as much as you might hate me say that, and to even some regards I do hate hearing myself say that, but when you go down three to one, you don't have LeBron. You don't have that guy the will you want. Sure, you can say, well, we have Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis. Great, that's one game. But what happens if the Suns get better? What happens if the Suns can crack down you guys on defense, and or offense rather, and not let you guys produce as much, move as much, um, just have that mobility of, and freedom? And that's where you have to come to the realization saying, if we don't win game four, we are hosed. And if we are hosed, what's going to happen to the NBA Finals? Because they get to go back to Phoenix. Remember that. They get the extra day to go back to Phoenix. And it's like, whoa, if they go back to Phoenix, they'll have home court advantage. And if their fans were, a lot, were as loud as they were game one and game two, imagine what they're going to be in game five. And if they're that loud in game five, what kind of added momentum and energy will that give the Suns to pounce on us with, to attack us with? And that's kind of that's kind of thought process they have to give. Think about and Mike Boonholzer has to come to that realization, if not already. I don't know what the man's thinking. I have no way to contact the man, so I can't say whether or not he is thinking about this. I'm just saying what he needs to. So, if the Bucks have not realized it already or not, you have to win game four. It, it's going to be a, a game changer. Game five is a pivotal game. Yes, but that's only if the series is tied to to a piece. But if it's not, and you lose game four, and you go down free one, then each game will be elimination game. Legit. Each game will be an elimination game. And that's a scary feeling. That's a scary feeling because you're like, we have to survive. We have to survive. There's like no other way. And that's what, that's what the Clippers were trying to do when we took a 3-1 lead. And sure, they were bad being with injuries, but so were, uh, so were us. So were the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker had his issues. Chris Paul had his issues. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Payne had his issues. So everyone had their issues. And even now, Darius Sarjic has a torn ACL for our team. And Craig did not play his best due to injury. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen? But before I get to that, real quick, I just want to finish up on that. So it's like you have to look at it both sides for both teams. You just can't say we have to win. You have to formulate if we don't win, what's this going to look like? Or if we do win, what's that game five going to look like? It all comes down to game four and game five. And I know it's really stupid to say because what else are you looking at? But if you get down to the severe severity of it, it's like, oh, this is a lot of pressure. And it also comes into question, can uh, Giannis, can Milton, 
can hold it? Can all three riff? Can all three of the men do it, or can one of the three men do it, or two of the three men do it? Can anyone do it? I mean, can they have that will? Can they have that mentality? Can they have that skill set and mindset of putting away a team in game four to tie the series up to a piece to go back to your opponent's court and try to take it? Now imagine what that would be like. Imagine winning the next three games. Let's say you're Milwaukee and you win the next three games. What does that say to the Phoenix Suns then? Uh, that could be a whole that could that that psychological issues there. That you're gonna be questioning yourself. You're gonna be doubting yourself. You're gonna be questioning the fact that how did you lose the next three games twice in Milwaukee and once in um once in your home court in Phoenix, and talking stick resort. That's going to bring up some issues. So these are all what-ifs, hypotheticals, of course. But it could become a realization. But then if you're in Milwaukee and you lose game four, you could be out of five. And it's certainly not what the NBA wants, right? But it could be coming that way. I, I don't know. We all It's going to come down to Wednesday on ABC at 6 p.m. And this is the only time it's on 5 o'clock. I'm just gonna. I don't know why I was born, but yeah. So this um so Wednesday night at nine p.m. We'll know the winner of that game, and if or if not, it's gonna be elimination game. So you just gotta look at it that way. That's how I'm looking at everything now, and it's and it's very it's very interesting because it can go either way. It's more pressure if you think about it that way. It's more anxiety and stress because like, whoa. What's happening? And I'm hoping this all makes sense. I'm hoping what I'm saying it just does not sound like all of these different words smashed like into one sentence, combined like to one sentence, and you're like, what is he talking about? And why does this make no stinking sense? Trust me, I can go there. Trust me, I, I've done that a lot before. But that's what you gotta look at. So you gotta look at it from a team perspective. You gotta look at that kind of hole because, like, it go your way. It could be damaging your way. It could take a toll on your body and your mind. And it's like, whoa, the mental games, the mental aspect is real, and it could be damaging or life saving. Same with the physicality, because how much does that take on Giannis's knee? That's what the, that's what the real question is. How much? Because he's playing thirty plus minutes consistently a night and dropping thirty to forty points consistently a night just in the series alone. So how much does that put on him? He's converting free throws better, especially in game three. I can't believe I'm saying that, despite that he takes fifteen seconds to shoot one free throw. It takes him like two days just to miss both. Oh, so so stupid, but. Disregarding that, so now on the flip side, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no beating this around. Milwaukee smashed them, and we talked about the hypotheticals, we talked about the what ifs, but now I want to talk about the real stuff that happened, the stuff that is now set in stone, put into history, can't go back in time unless you had a time machine, which we don't, so we set in stone. Until then, right? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I had one of the worst. 
had one of the worst um, games in his career. I'm looking at his stats right now. He was 3 of 14 from the field. Chris Paul also took 14 shots, but he was 8 of 14. Devin Booker was 1 of 7 from the three-point line. We were waiting for him to cook up. We were waiting for him to get action. He was so bad. He was so bad. He did not play a single minute in the fourth quarter. Monty Williams did not allow him to play a single minute in the fourth quarter. I want that to, I want that to sink in because you know how significant that is to say your, your franchise player, who you trusted, is no longer playing in that fourth quarter. Well, also, think about this. What, who else is going to step up? Because Cam Johnson played 30 minutes and got 14 points. When they went on their second run, Cam Johnson went out of his mind. That's great. Now, Chris Paul was feeling himself, but then he also, when he did not get several minutes of making a shot or even taking a shot, for that matter, he was feeling the need to take a shot, and that led to poorly executed shots and just possessions. I'm I, I'm not gonna break it down anymore because you know what it is it was a tough loss, but it was also an eye opener. Meaning, look, we had a taste of feet one way or another. We had a taste that realization of saying the Bucks, healthy or not, with their main star, were able to beat them. We're able to beat the Phoenix Suns. We're not something special. You're just able to straight beat them. Fouls were really bad. Fouls were really bad. Drake, Jay Crowder was 6-7 the entire game. 18 points. 6-7 from the three-point line. From the three-point area. Six rebounds. One thing that I hated the most um, was... Was no rebounds. No rebounds. Why won't we give him so many second chance points? Why? They they had 14 more points uh, points than us in the paint. 10 more uh, fast break points. Had 7 less turnovers. 6 less fouls than us. Had 6 less turnovers. I'm pretty sure I already said that. Um... They had a higher free throw percentage, higher free point percentage. They had a, they they okay really. Um, they were only behind by point four percent. And for field goals, they they outscored us in rebounds by eleven, offensively and defensively. Assists they beat us out by seven. Steals they beat us out by five. You get what I'm going at. They just played better team ball. They played better individually and together. Uh, that's not me being hypothetical. That's me breaking down the stats, giving you guys legit proof. Devin Booker played like trash. I didn't want him on the court. Those 14 shots they'd taken, he only converted three of them. I'm just saying... At that point, I didn't even want him wasting those 29 minutes. His defense was bad. He had a really bad game. A really, really bad game. I get it. I get it. DeAndre stepped up, though. Positive note. DeAndre stepped up huge and had 
18 points, 8 of 11, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, uh, 9 total rebounds, 2 offensively and 7 defensive, defensively. He stepped up huge. He took what Monty Williams said to him and took it and put it into action. He took those words, put it into action, and he capitalized on it. And he had some great put-back dunks. He had some great moments. He had some had one ferocious dunk. And might I say about dunks, Cam Johnson elevated up for the poster dunk. My goodness, was that beautiful. I, I couldn't believe what happened. I'm happy they did not rule it as a charge. P.J. Tucker, just keep being a whiner. You have more shoes than you do career points, and I'm not surprised. But it, it was just, it was it was emotionally draining because after the first quarter, you're like, yeah, the Suns are holding on, we have a chance. Second quarter comes on, halfway through, it's like, oh, no, they made a run, and we're hoping for that second run, and when the Suns did get within four, Boom, explode to 20, 25. And I was like, yay, get this game over with. This piece of garbage can be done with. It was like, it was bad. It's like whenever you wanted to count on Devin Booker, he just did not rise. Chris Paul was not feeling either after the first uh, first half, really. DeAndre Ann had foul trouble. He had five fouls to end the game. He could, uh, he had three fouls in the first half. When he got his fourth, he didn't even play majority of the second half, really, until he came back in the fourth quarter for, like, for a lot of minutes. It just goes to show, it's like, I said I said what I said. They need to play grand defense. Defense is not really there. But, I mean, I don't want to make the excuses now, but come on. There's one thing that did stop us. One thing. And you ready? You ready? I don't care if this makes Bucks fans mad or Suns fans mad. Our foul trouble. Who remembers the Clippers series? The rest were legit cheating for them. Legit. Legit cheating. Doing everything in their power to make sure the Suns did not gain calls and the Clippers did. Scott Foster. I believe that's what the man's name is. Had is is his twenty seventh season of officiating and whatnot, being in the league. How in the world? Uh, who? Hold on. Foster, NBA referee, has always hated the Suns. Openly hates the Suns. Like there's pure hatred. So, how is it? The Bucks have less fouls than the Suns. I can see that. But how do the Suns have 24 fouls and the majority of them go to a free for, inconsistent free throw shooter, but it turns on Giannis into the Creek Freak again? Why were questionable calls made? Why were interesting calls made against us? We had to fight off. We had to fight off. Not only the Bucks, but the referees. And this is just not me talking about this conspiracy. I'm doing air quotes around it because I believe it's 100% real and more than conspiracy. It was trending on Twitter. Look. 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 People were talking about that. Duranger was talking about that. Everyone was talking about 
Scott Foster and how he was going to mess over the Phoenix Suns. How he was going to try to mess with the Phoenix Suns until the day that they gave up in this finals. How funny is that they got every single foul called on them that could have been called shooting fouls. They sent everyone to the line. Everyone. It's interesting when you think about it. It's interesting. Because what more could the Suns have done? Jay Crowder wasn't even playing defense. But still, they were able to take 26 free throws. We weren't playing defense. I get it. There were some, there were some fouls where need needed to be calm. But a lot of them were interesting. And some of them I did notice. Especially when watching it. But I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to find fouls right here. I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, personal fouls. Cam Johnson had five. Ain, DeAndre Ain had five. Crowder had three. Bridges had two. Put, uh, Booker and Paul had two each. Right? Payne had two. And then Kaminsky, Craig, and Ned, Nadar had one each. Come on. Hey, come on. Doesn't this seem interesting? Doesn't it seem funny? Maybe, maybe not. But it's just, it's just interesting. Consider that for just thinking of purposes. How? Why does it always seem like when the Suns have something going from the NBA steps in front, referees step in front, I guarantee you, if I got the NBA league executive on the phone, I asked them, would you rather have the Clippers in the NBA Finals instead of the Suns? I don't know what their answer would be, but I'm going to go with that they would rather have the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George in there, with Ty Luke, that could probably be a better moneymaker, that could probably bring in better views. And we all know the NBA needs views, ratings, correct? Even though they're gaining some right now. Not taking that away from them. I'm just saying. They did that to us against the Lakers. For majority of our final games. So. Would that happen again in game four? I don't know. It's just a passionate guy. A passionate referee that hates the Phoenix Suns. I don't know. It's just not me recognizing it. I'm going to let you guys come to your own conclusions. I'm not here to tell you what to think. Or what to believe in this matter. I'm just saying. It's an interesting story when you break it down. It's conspiracy. Or is it? The Clippers is a known fact. We got legit knocked in the face. Head, body, from, oh, tugged. Traveling was happening. Uh, for It was funny. We even got called for hand checking. For real? No one calls that anymore. When was the last time like the referees gathered, called a foul on hand-checking? Please, hand-checking. It's hand-checking. We were the only team that could call for that. Not the Clippers, not the Nuggets, not the Lakers. It happened once, but do you know how silly hand-checking is? They cause a foul. Like, in every NBA game I've watched... In the Bucks net series, no one's called for hand checking. Now I get it, Kevin Durant does not play defense, nor James Harden, somewhat Kyrie, but not going with that. 
did not play D, but still, hand-checking. Like, out of all the fouls, I'm just saying, it's an interesting, interesting way to look at it. Scott Foster is an interesting guy that hates the Phoenix Suns. I have no idea why. I'm going to look up his backstory. I'm going to look up why he hates the Phoenix Suns so, so, so much. Maybe he has some good valid reasons. I don't know. But that's what he believes. But hopefully he's not trying to get revenge on the Suns. And hopefully he's not trying to kill the Suns off by just calling many fouls. But the one thing I will say is that the more... But the more shots you make and the more better that you're playing, the more likelihood of you not having to deal with referees because they can't control the game that much. Well, they could. I'm just saying. It's, it's going to be interesting out there. It's going to be interesting come game four. I'm excited. I can't wait. I hope you guys jo- um, join in. We'll again be on social media, uh, Twitter, Twitter's always a great spot for us to be in. I highly recommend that because you just never know what's going to happen. And I'm always the quickest, always the fastest on Twitter. I've posted a few times on Instagram. I've tried. I'm trying to get better for Instagram. And we're going to become more consistent. But that is that. And I just cannot wait. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I truly appreciate you guys stuck it to the end as we've just experienced um, a brutal game that the Suns lost. An eye-opening game, people may call it. A revenge game, people may call it. I don't know what people may call it. All I know is that game four, Wednesday, Suns, Bucks, final game, Milwaukee. This could be set up elimination or this could be setting up a pivotal game five. Either way, game five is going to happen. It's either going to be elimination or it's going to be pivotal. We know what's going to happen after Wednesday. Either way, we hope that you guys join in as we'll be rocking as my Devin Booker jersey failed me yesterday. But that's all right. We'll just keep on rolling. I'm going to try again for Wednesday. And yeah, remember, it's going to be 6 o'clock. Um, 6 o'clock on ABC. I'll join you guys again tomorrow morning. Tuesday, as we will be discussing, of course, the NBA Finals, going deeper into whatever else we can uncover, and deeper into Game 4, talk about that more, talk about hypotheticals, what if, um, and what breaking news we can find right here, right now, Rally the Valley, go Suns, oh, we are the Valley, whatever Twitter hashtag the Suns have, we are right behind. Go Suns. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Remember to find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Remember to search it on Google. Courts uh, Heat, one word, Courts Heat on Google. Courts Heat brings up our social media website, store, Courts Heat.store, Courts Heat.com. We'll be here giving you updates and everything. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit the follow button, and share this with your friends and family, whoever else you know, because this may be the next podcast that they enjoy. Thank you guys for listening. Go Suns. See you guys Tuesday morning.